0: Welcome to Safety Talk. Personal safety expert Pete Canavan shares his insights and interviews experts who provide simple and effective tips, techniques, and technologies to keep you safe and secure both online and off. Here's
1: Pete. Hello, and welcome to another exciting and informative episode of Safety Talk. I'm your host and personal safety expert Pete Canavan. This week, we've got an incredible guest for you guys. Christine hosts a popular YouTube channel with close to eight million subscribers, wow. And we will be talking with her today about how to balance your children's safety and privacy with popularity in this online age. So, as I said, our guest today, her name is Christine, and it all started for her when she decided to upload a video of her twins putting themselves to bed. And she did that to share with extended family uh, state. So imagine her shock and surprise when she went to see her video a few weeks later, while I find it, it had over a million views. So this is the video that sparked the entire family fun pack channel for her. And that has set her family off on some pretty fun and crazy adventures. And as I said, their YouTube channel now has about eight million subscribers so welcome to safety talk Christine and thanks for being here
0: thanks thanks for having me
1: sure so talk about being a unique mom here in this digital age uh, you and your husband Matt have six kids so they must keep you a little busy huh
0: yes <laughs> we're always on our toes always going places always doing something
1: I mean I have three kids so I can't imagine double that I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you guys post daily family-friendly videos. I was watching some of them uh, there on YouTube, and yes, a lot of people are watching to the tune of millions and millions. So I mean that's absolutely fantastic, and I, I think it's really great that you want to leverage your channel and its popularity to help keep kids safe. So I really applaud you for that.
0: Thank you. Sorry. I think it's really important.
1: It absolutely is. There's so many threats out there. So uh, we're very happy you're joining us today. And we hear those kids in the background there. <laughs> so your experience is <laughs> yes. the families learn how to, you know, keep their children safe. So, what, uh, so how did the channel come to be? I know you posted that one video and it kind of took off like a rocket. But how did the whole channel concept sort of, you know, start?
0: Well, um, it's kind of like twofold. So we posted that one video. And, well, I posted two videos actually. And the one went viral. And everyone was like, you guys should post more. They're leaving comments, post more. And I'm like, I don't have any more viral videos. That was the one. And I didn't even know that was a viral video. You know, that was just a video. And that After like the first two years, I would say, we posted a couple videos, like pretty much nothing. We just kind of like went on with our lives. And then um, our computer crashed. And we lost everything. I lost my wedding pictures, like my baby births, like all that stuff. And so, um, all the way from my first four kids, I lost pretty much everything unless like a family member had a picture here and there. I only had two wedding videos and they're both gone. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah, it was a bummer. I was using a company um, named Carbonite and they were supposed to be backing up my computer. I was paying for the service and they weren't keeping up their end of the deal. (laughs) And and so that's how it happened, which is shocking because you think that when you're paying for backup service, it'll work. And then, um, stupidly, I got the same company to back my computer up again and it crashed and I lost everything for a second time. And at that point, I was like, this is ridiculous. I currently don't use Carbonite, and I'm never going to use them because clearly they're not doing their job. And well, times, I, I, do have I, like, I do
1: have to say in their defense, as an IT guy, there are a lot of factors that can cause backups with any service to to fail sometimes, you know, whether it's internet related or computer related, but uh, go on.
0: This is true, but it was weird. I mean, we just, it was a huge thing for me, like to lose all my stuff, like more than once. I was like, this doesn't happen twice. You can't have it twice. <laughs> you know, so... um I decided that I was going to put some of my files on YouTube, basically as storage, because after this happened twice and I lost everything, I was like, I've got to save this. This can't happen to me again. And so, um, and and also it was also an external hard drive. that was also involved in this. So, I mean, I was trying to back up my stuff with the backup of the backup, like everything. So um, I put some videos up of Michael and they're just literally my camera stops. My camera stops and he's just playing with toys And I'm like, this is boring, but it's for me, and I don't really care. So people were watching it. I'm, like, getting millions of views on this stuff, and I'm just like, why are you guys watching this? (laughs) Like, this is just my stuff. (laughs) Like, this isn't, like, exciting. He's just sitting there doing nothing, you know. And people I'm like, okay, I guess we got to do this. So we started kind of learning to edit. I was on super basic software, just whatever came with my computer. It was, like, Movie Maker, you know. I just kind of figured out how to work it. and I slowly, I I did my first music ever. I think it was a slideshow of pictures where I first put music to a video. And then I put that up. Of course, that has a lot of views. And so little by little, we, we move on to like some better editing stuff and everything. So that's kind of how we first started. But then as far as the actual channel became Family Fun Pack, that's more of our creative concept was that we wanted to be unique and different. And we still kind of strive to do that because, even though YouTube currently rewards you for following trends, we still don't really always follow trends. And we know we could get more views if we did follow trends, but I'm just a huge fan of being unique and different. So we kind of we do what we want, and if we enjoy it, then we turn it up, and that's kind of how the channel goes.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because, you know, like you said, it's kind of happened by accident. You weren't really expecting this to happen. It's just, you know, based on the experiences that you had with losing daddy, you're like, well, how can I, you know, start saving these things? And so uh, it's an interesting uh, story. And I'm sure probably not too many people really had that experience. But it just happens that, you know, people liked what you were putting up there. And there you go. The rest is uh, kind of history, as they as they say, how do your kids feel about this whole thing about being sort of YouTube stars?
0: Uh, I think they like it. I think, like, Michael doesn't really know any different because he was a toddler when we started putting up videos of him. And uh, the big kids, um, I think that they like it because we get to do really fun stuff. Although I don't think they fully appreciate it (laughs) because it's kind of like they've grown up with it. So it's hard for them to be. It's not like they wanted to be YouTube stars. and It's not that they're mad that they are by any means. It's just that for some kids, it's like their dream is being a YouTuber. I think there's been a study that the number one career choice of kids in elementary school is if was a YouTuber and now it's an influencer. Right? And for my kids that was never the thing because when Alyssa was in kindergarten, she was already on YouTube. And she's my oldest. So for the, it's just kind of been their life, I guess. I've always taken pictures and videos, like always, their whole life. So this is just now everybody else is watching instead of just the family.
1: So obviously, I mean, as a safety show and as a safety expert, my big concern for someone like you with your children is how do you keep them safe? Because, you know, a lot of, I mean, studies have shown that by the time like the average child is just, you know, a year old, their parents have posted all of these pictures about them and they're not doing it anonymously. Uh, They're, you know, this is, you know, you know, Joe Schmo and these are my kids and here they are. And there's these pictures of them out there. And so how, what do, what are you doing to keep them safe online?
0: Uh, we take a lot of precautions, probably more than the average family does. And um, the first thing is that we keep everything information wise about the kids very private. We don't announce the city we live in. We don't announce our last name. We don't announce the school we go to we don't announce real birthdays, actually. We celebrate different birthdays online that are actually the real birthdays. Okay. So we do a lot of things to keep our kids private. And there's a lot of very legit websites that have our birthdays, but none of that information is actually, you is know, accurate. It, it could be more accurate than it is, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, keep but them- it's for my kids' safety, so that's how I, I view it.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, one of the biggest concerns right now is identity theft and children yeah. are more vulnerable than really just about anybody because they've got a clean slate. They, they have a clean credit or no credit established. So anybody yeah. that would be able to establish an identity with their child, uh, you, you may not even find out about it until you're 18. And that's one of the things that I did with all three of my kids from the minute they were born, actually, uh, was to get uh, LifeLock protection. On all of them, and I've had it every day on our whole family uh, ever since because it's an additional measure of protection. There is somebody out there that is monitoring their credit. I know what happens, what doesn't happen. In fact, I'll tell you a quick funny story. My one son was uh, going to open up a credit card account at a local, you know, business in the mall. He was going to, you know, buy something for his girlfriend, and I uh, was trying to open up a, a credit account and. I get a phone call and it was LifeLock calling saying, uh, hey, we've detected unusual activity on your son's account. Uh, is this valid? I said, I don't know. Hold on a minute. So I sent him a text and I said, hey, are you trying to open up an account at XYZ Company? And he's like, yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> and I said, because I have protection on you, your identity and your credit. And what are you doing? You know?" And he told me and I said, okay fine, you know, but we need to have a discussion about credit cards and credit card debt and use and all of that. Uh, And so, okay, fine. So, you know, I let them know that it was a legitimate thing, but it's great to know that there is a service like that and there are other services that can provide that form of protection, especially for kids. Now, obviously for adults, it's just as important that we have something out there that is, you know, monitoring our credit, monitoring our identity, making sure our information is kept off, for example, the dark web. We've seen a lot of commercials that that do this sort of thing for us because it's a scary world we live in. And it's very, yeah. when you have just a few pieces of information, like a name and a birth date to find out pretty much everything about somebody, where they've lived, who their associates yeah. are. And that's a scary thing. So I think that's really smart that you've done that to sort of throw off the scent i guess you could say
0: yeah i think we've done a good job at, at doing that even um in school when the kids went to different schools we use you know a different last name and we discussed it with the teacher ahead of time that we were going to have a different name put on the kid's name plaque at school just to keep the kids safe and the teachers were always okay with that they understood and I
1: ah. oh, it's interesting because that was actually going to be my next question, which was when the kids are at school, how do you protect them from like their friends or their friends' families, maybe filming them at a birthday party and putting it online or taking a picture and then having yeah. someone recognize them and be like, Hey, that's so-and-so from, you know, yes. a
0: that is an issue for us. Um, we definitely let people know, like the people that we know around us, they know not to post pictures and tag our location. For example, we don't have our kids participate in team photos for sports and things like that. Uh, or if we do, um, like we don't have, we don't, if the, if the name of the city is on the Jersey, for example, we don't. Hmm. And we still generally, we just haven't lately. We did a few years back, but we haven't recently just because it's just, you never know. People are a lot more like online now than they were a few years back even. And so the concern of someone posting a team picture, oh, look who's on our team. Right. Of course, you can't stop someone from taking a picture randomly during a game or whatever, but most people aren't really doing that.
1: So I guess then the next sort of follow-up to that is, do you feel that that is sort of keeping your kids from fully enjoying and experiencing certain things as a result of the this need for maintaining such strict privacy
0: i think there's a fine line between it because they're allowed to enjoy the sports and we do the individual pictures and to be honest like usually whoever you're playing on a team with with these you know city sports you don't really ever talk to them after the team is done for that season Mm -hmm. so if we make a friend on the team which our kids have made some friends specifically my daughter she's made some friends that we're still friends with and they still come to all her birthday parties years after being on the team. But I feel like in general, a lot of the time, the people on your team, you're friends with them for that season, then you kind of move on with your life. I don't, I haven't at least personally found a lot of lifelong friendships that way. So I don't feel like we're missing out by not having the team picture, you know, and if we do make a friend, like I said, then we make maintain contact and can take pictures. We do it on the side. We just, do it a little differently.
1: Right. So it definitely does make a little bit more work for you and your husband and your kids, but you know, the trade-off is you're able to, you know, communicate with a lot of people. And, and so that's a, that's a perfect segue then to sort of see what, I mean, and you've already given some, some good information, Christine, but for example, what other advice might you have for parents that are worried about Keeping their kids safe online and protecting them online, because I mean this is something I'm very passionate about, and I talk about and teach about, because it is very difficult. For example, you know, you you take I mentioned this on an interview the other day, where if you take a picture, for example, of maybe your kid at daycare, you know, maybe they're doing a parade for Halloween or something like that. Yeah. And you post it online. Well, look, here's my cute kid and their friends at the daycare and their you know their cute costumes, but you don't realize that in the background of the photo, there's the name of the daycare. And yes, so that's a exactly. huge problem that I think a lot of people don't really think about. And so maybe you can yeah. share some, some of the things that maybe you've found that have helped keep your kids safe and secure online and, and private.
0: Well, I am hypersensitive probably more than most people, but you're right. Uh, like the address, I notice the address of every building I'm in. And if we take fan pictures, I always, I position the kids I don't let the kids or the other parent position the kids and I find a solid wall or somewhere to stand. that I can see what's in the background because it's true. Someone tried to take a picture the other day and we were in a place that we were eating and the, the address was like right above our head. Hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if somebody were to, you know, look up the name of that business with that address, it'd be very easy to see where that was. And so, you know, I was like, Hey, hey can we not do it? You know, I use this kind of stuff, but it's a little awkward sometimes, but, and I know not everyone's like that. I know some people, some YouTubers, they give their first, middle, and last name of their children and themselves, and some people think that I'm, I'm overkill, but I don't because you really never know, because all it takes is that one really bad weirdo to really ruin your life. I mean, it just takes one person. And so for us, I feel like every single possible precaution you can take, even if it does mean like, you know what, guys, yeah, we live a public life, So unfortunately... We're not going to be in the onstage Christmas performance. And another example, my kids do perform in like some groups, like they're in a choral group, for example. Okay. And they're in a band group. And um, at the last performance, the, the director said, you know what, we're going to be having this on YouTube. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on a second. My kids can't be in that video because the name of the city is on their shirt." And the name of this, like the name of the city is like everywhere. They're trying to promote themselves. And I'm like, even though we don't live in this city, we can't, we don't want to be associated because of safety. And so we actually got permission for our kids, this might sound funny, but to wear disguises <laughs> so that they could just look a little different because my kids, I wanted them to participate and the director got it. She understood that we needed privacy for our own safety. So I, it was a simple thing. Like one of the things we did was one of my kids wore glasses. Because from far back, when you have glasses on, you look quite different. And we tested it to see if it would work. I actually brought some friends with us and asked them to spot my kids. And they actually couldn't find one of my kids. They were kind of looking like, wait, wait, is that him? No, no, that's not him. And I'm, I was so happy. I'm like, that totally worked. Wow. So, so that's, a,
1: that's a really interesting piece of advice there. So basically, you had them wear glasses when they don't need to wear glasses to change their appearance. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so and many they're, kids they're wear like glasses today. Glasses. That's
1: yeah. So many kids wear glasses yeah. today. It's not like it's unusual.
0: Yeah, exactly. So to everybody in the audience, they look completely normal, but they look different enough that they're not super recognizable in the group.
1: Interesting. You could probably even you know or change like, the hairstyle and you know stuff like that too. Like
0: yeah. So there's little things you can do if you do live a public life that you can you can still make yourself private or anonymous but still participate in all those things with your kids. It just takes a little bit of effort but you know like for example like if you have multiple kids don't have your kids sit by each other because when I have my twins sitting next to each other they're really recognizable but when they're across the room in a group it's not so obvious or in all or all four of my kids that they're all by each other. So at one of the performances we did we just had them sit on opposite sides Little things like that that don't take much effort, but can make a big difference for your thinking.
1: Very interesting, because these are some things that I, you know, had not thought of. Like you said, like in a group photograph or something like that at an event, you, you don't have them together because they're much more easily recognizable. So, I mean, you know, my kids have done all kinds of performances, you know, with the school plays and chorus and, you know, whatever it is. And they played sports. Yeah. and. You know, I know when they do like these public performances at the schools, they always make an announcement at the beginning. Look, take pictures. We know your kid's up there. You want to record this event, but please don't post any of this online because you may be okay with putting your kid's stuff out there and their photograph but you have not received permission from any or all of the other parents in here to do so. So respect their privacy and don't post it now.
0: I wish more places would make that announcement because I feel like at school, they don't make those announcements. And like, we didn't have our kindergartner performing his Christmas thing at school because she said, you know, everyone's going to be recording. And I'm like, you know what? I totally get that. And for me, <laughs> because I'm a music, I'm a, I had a music degree. So music is kind of like my thing. So I'm thinking, okay, these kindergartners are going to be screaming their songs. They're probably not going to be singing a grand musical performance, and my son can sing really well, and so if I want to hear him sing these songs in tune, I'll just do it off to the side at home, but we don't need to be in that performance. It's not one that I'm going to be sad that I missed, even though it's cute, but the fact that every parent in there is going to be recording, and there's going to be hundreds of potential shares of that video, and he's one of my most recognizable kids, I was like, we'll take this one off. We just won't do it, so we, just, we sometimes like pick and choose of what we will and won't do, and what's really important to us, Whereas the other choral performance of the big kids, it's a group that's highly talented, and I really want to be in that group. It's important to our family. So for that one, we're like, okay, let's do something, let's make it work, let's do a disguise, whatever we have to do to be in it. Wow. But I do wish they'd make that announcement.
1: Yeah, and, and that yeah, having the announcement is great, but you know, taking it and you really have done this, you're you're taking it to the next level of privacy and safety for children. And I think a lot of parents need to think about this, especially parents of younger children, because the kids can't and are unable to protect themselves. And so as parents, what is our job from the time that our children are born? Well, I would say the number one job is to keep them safe. You know, when they're toddlers, we don't want them putting things in their mouth they're not supposed to. We don't want them falling and smacking and hurting themselves on counters or chairs or, you know, we do everything we can to keep them safe and not injure themselves. And so this is simply another form of injury. If you think about it, you're injuring potentially their future potential with, you know, saving them from an identity problem uh, or financial problem or what, you know, unfortunately we don't want to think about it. But, you know, uh, some sort of physical threat or physical problem, you know, whether it's a a kidnapping or something like that, because these are real threats that exist. And most people, they live in denial. They're like, "Ah, it's not going to happen to me. Why do I have to worry about it? But I think we become, as you are, sort of hypersensitive to it once you start to become more publicly recognized. And now it almost becomes a necessity and as parents yeah. that's something that you've got to do and and it, you're doing a great job of it and i and i really like some of these things that you're you're telling our listeners because anybody can just do a few simple things to make sure that things in photographs are not recognizable that you take some extra steps and some precautions to make sure that you're not putting things out there that could come back and, and harm you or your children in the future. So, speaking of the future, what does the future hold for you?
0: Um, gosh, in what aspect? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, let's start with the, with the, the channel. What's, you're going to continue doing what you're doing for as long as you can? Is there an end date? Is there.
0: Yeah, um, we're going to do it as long as we enjoy it, as long as there's still fun stuff to be done we'll keep doing our channel. We don't post as much as we did because we're so busy. We were doing daily videos and now we do like, you know, four or five times a week, which is fine. And it's if still we have a lot of work. Yes, yeah, Well, especially because we have five channels. So that's, oh. that's only four or five channels, four or five times on the one channel. There's the other channels also that we post on once a week. And so, um, as long as that's going well and we enjoy it, we'll do it. When we have to take a break, we do. Like this last weekend, we were really busy. We had Matt's birthday and lots of stuff going on. So we just didn't post one of the days. And so we just, we don't take it quite so seriously as like, we have to do this. You know, we just, we're, we're more relaxed with it. We well, then, it, we well then it's no longer
1: fun. It doesn't, it's not fun anymore if it starts to become a job, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, and yeah. you want it to be fun for you and for the kids and, you know, for the people that are watching it. Because if it, looks like you're not having fun then you know it's going to lose some of that allure to the people that that watch the videos and so that's an interesting sort of uh perspective there so what about the future for the family
0: well um and also as far as the channel actually i'd like to find a way to more strongly pursue music with the channel i feel like it's one of our talents as a family and a gift that my kids have been blessed with And they need to share it. I feel like we don't always share our music and we do in subtle ways because the kids sing randomly in videos or people will mention, wow, your happy birthday sounds so good when you sing it. (laughs) You know, like we get those kinds of comments, but we don't sing in a lot of videos as making music videos or educational music videos and things like that. And I feel like that's the area that we could really do well at.
1: And so that's something we
0: would like to pursue. It's it's a difficult area to pursue because it's a lot of work. Like it'll just be hard for me to try to do a music video and like write it and direct it and edit it. That's just a lot more than a regular YouTube video. So I feel like I would need some assistance, and so that's why I haven't done it yet. But that's something we would like to do. Well,
1: it's good that you have the music experience so that you can you can help and uh, and make that happen. So that that's interesting. So the kids, uh, a lot of the kids are good at, at music and instruments, and so that's a direction that you're going to keep having them pursue?
0: Yeah, all the kids can sing really well. I mean, just really in tune. They can already all harmonize with each other. And wow. for their age, they've been able to harmonize since they were just, you know, six, seven years old. And the kids all play a string instrument as well as a piano and a wind instrument.
1: Wow, so, that's, that's definitely unusual. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs>
0: They're doing a lot, and they, they're really working on their piano skills lately, which makes me happy because we were kind of slacking for a while I was busy because I'm the piano teacher. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, though. I really like music, and I'm glad that the kids are doing it. And I'm excited for when Owen can talk because he'll probably be able to sing, too. <laughs> so
1: That's fantastic, especially for yeah. the kids. It's like, you know, the next Jackson 5 you got there. <laughs>
0: Wow, they would love yeah, that. Six. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, people can subscribe to your channel at Family Fun Pack on YouTube, and like you said, they can watch, they can listen, they can be entertained, they can be educated. And uh, any last thoughts for our listeners before I let you go today?
0: Oh gosh, there's too many thoughts.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: I guess if, you know, I'll give a thought for someone during the start a youtube channel or thinking about doing it i would just say really really put some thought into what you put out there before you do it um i think the biggest problem right now for kids safety and the safety of people on youtube even is that people want to be on youtube incredibly bad they see it as this amazing life and it's going to be so easy first of all it's not easy it's a lot of work matt and i are both working full-time jobs including my sister I mean, it, we've got a team working full-time, all of us. It's, it's not an easy thing. But if you put the work into it and you love doing it, it's something you can really have a great time doing. And it can be a really fun life to live. But it just takes some work. But on the other hand, you, you have to be careful because when you want to start doing it, you're looking for a viral video. That's what everybody hopes for. And... The problem is people will do whatever it takes to get that viral video, and that's where the safety of children comes into play. Because you can't prank your children. You know, you can't do some mean thing to your kid to get some reaction in order to get views on YouTube. You know, you can't show your child. No. And you can't show your child in a compromising position. You shouldn't do things that would invite, you know, the wrong type of viewer to want to look at your content. It's really important that you're not, you know, showing your kid in the bathtub. You know, because that's going to invite the people you don't want watching your channel to invite your channel. So my advice is just not tell them what you put out there. Don't share more than you think you should share. Sharing less is always better because you can always share more later. You know, just be private and be mindful and tasteful with what you upload.
1: Excellent. Good good advice for the listeners. So, uh, Christiane, thank you so much for being on Safety Talk. I know you're uh, busy, very busy lady there. I mean, six kids, I mean, just that alone has got to keep you super busy. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Safety Talk. You can always get some more information on the podcast, as well as the latest news about safety at safetytalkpodcast.com. And we also have links to our other websites where you can get uh, free safety checklists and learn more about me, my services, as a speaker and consultant. So next week, we are going to have another exciting show for you. And don't forget, you can learn more about the products and services that we feature on the show at safetytalkproducts.com. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Safety Talk.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Safety Talk. You can listen to past episodes and get the latest safety news at our website, safetytalkpodcast.com. Be sure to visit our other websites for free safety checklists and infographics. You can also sign up for free online self-defense training, learn about college campus safety, and find out more about Pete and how he can help educate your school or business through his speaking, workshops, seminars, and consulting. Subscribe to the Safety Talk podcast and never miss out on any new safety information. Until next time, stay safe.